What's up everybody, if you didn't know already, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with Charlene Johan and Duffy Connors as the tick boxes and we will be at Jockett Murphy's Bar every day from now until the 25th of August at 6.45pm. Come see us if you want to have some giggles. Um, yeah, so my guests today are two of the cast members of the show She Growls. Um, it's Carmina Masolova and Aviso Lamy. Uh, she Growls is a performance poet is a performance poetry show, and it sounds really interesting from what they've talked well how from what we talk about on here, and so we discuss the art of slam poetry the, the not just slam poetry the art of poetry the how to how to win slam contests and also how I met your mother so please welcome Carmina Masolova and Abiza Lamy from She Growls. Carmina and Ivo, how are we doing? Aviso. Aviso, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah. Sweet. So we're here in the Banshee Lab Room. This is this is a really cool venue. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I specifically asked if I could be here because I love it so much. <laughs> okay. So have you two done the fringe before? Um, I've brought um our show She Growls. I'm here um, a couple of years, so this is the third year that I've been here. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, it is my first fringe ever. Yes. Fringe babies. Woo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's quite cool. I came here with She Growls. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of wanting to perform, but also see other people's shows. So uh, okay. Quite exciting. So, what got you to into performing first of all? Um. For me, I've always like written poetry and different things, um, but it was when I was at college, um, City Film College, that um, I met someone who kind of just took me along to an event, an oh, open mic, Apples and Snakes, uh, which is like a you know, uh, national poetry organisation. And um, then ever since then, I just like carried on doing it, mm. and it's just now I just can't stop so yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet how about you um I'm a bit similar to Camino in the sense that I've always written um I have always kept a diary from like the age of 12 oh that's cool but, um it wasn't until my last year of uni that I think like Deaf Slam or like Deaf Poetry Jam yeah. came up on my YouTube suggestions oh. and I started watching it and um yeah like I really liked what the poets had to say mm. because it just really resonated it was i always felt like i was a minority squared like mm. i'm a black person i was studying art at the time and there was only like three other brown people in the whole classic department. classic so it was nice to see other black people who were mm. creative who were embracing what was considered weird about them mm-hmm. and um i guess yeah from then on rather than just writing in my diary i started writing like spoken word pieces mm. and didn't start performing until a year later yeah yeah i think that was really brave of because just go off on a little bit of a tangent like, i think that was really brave of russell simmons to actually create that platform because he did deaf comedy jam first yeah. but now mm. he does, but he's also produced yeah. deaf poetry jam and i think that was quite that was Definitely. good and brave of him to actually incorporate that into a minority Definitely. community Definitely. i mean like there's been allegations about him like 
for a little while. But like, he did that good thing, which is nice. Yes, That's I guess. That's the thing, like a sticky situation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Where you have people who brought you, I guess, like entertainment that yeah. shaped your identity, that made you become more wholesome as a person, mm. but at the same time realizing what the word behind closed yeah. doors, it's... Opening yeah. the... Yeah. It's, it, not... it's hard. Yeah. Like, very hard. I think it's easier with like R. Kelly because I never used to listen to his music <laughs> but when it comes to people who I actually admire and look up to mm. it's like ah, ah this is they're very difficult and it's yeah like of course what they do is wrong like I'm not saying it's good of course what they do is wrong but I think it is that morality of this person shaped me yeah like, yeah, it's I it. yeah, yeah I get it yeah I get it who are your major influences? I don't, because honestly, I'm very, because I do stand up, right? I'm very, um, I'm very unaware of this side of the perfor- this side of the performance, but it's something that I've always looked into from afar. So who do you, who would you say are your major influences? Um, I don't know if I have like major influences. I really, um, someone that sort of just popped into my head was um, Dorothy Parker. She does. Okay. Um, she did um, a lot of uh, prose as well as poetry, mm-hmm. um, but um, it's quite um, dark, but also um, kind of quite witty at the same time. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I probably get a lot of inspiration just from other people w- within the poetry scene, and um, so I do kind of consume a lot of contemporary poetry, probably more um, than you know. I did an English lit degree and, and studied, you know. That's um, cool. Older poets, so yeah, kind of now it tends to be more contemporary okay. poets than my peers. Yeah. So um, your show, She Growls, what's it actually about? Um, so it just aims to uh, feature women and non-binary people, and um, it's kind of it started off as a bit more of a mixed arts event. Mm-hmm. Now it tends to focus on poetry, spoken word, um, but. Um, at the fringe, we we've kind of got our special guests each night, uh, all mostly um, dealing with the spoken word. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with a, a bit of music thrown in. Nice. Um, but we yeah, with with some of the other guests that we have um, programmed, we've also got like comedy and kind of cabaret and different things. Um, so I think we've got um, over like 60 artists that we've kind of got booked in. That's cool. Over the, we're doing a two-week run. So, Are you? Yeah. Okay. So it's quite a lot. <laughs> I think that's the cool thing about the Fringe, man. Like you can meet different people from different backgrounds and different performance backgrounds. Because initially, I thought the Fringe was specifically comedy. Because mm-hmm. that's what it's billed as, right? It's not. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's. Um, it's just an amazing little bubble within itself. Yeah. Right? How yeah. do you guys? Ma- um, I'm trying to rephrase. I'm trying to phrase this question. How do you guys maintain sanity within the bubble of the fringe? As um, tips for so- or as tips for someone that's done has um, who's thinking about doing it. What tips would you guys give? I think I am probably not very good because I don't always do the things that are gonna keep me sane. But um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like addicted to seeing shows. Yeah. So I'll often be like running around and like sometimes missing shows because I'm seeing too many and that kind of mm-hmm. thing but at the same time um, I think that 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 could be a lesson to be learned for other people that you don't sometimes take into account that 
when you're seeing all these shows, it can be just like an emotional roller coaster. Oh yeah. Because you're not just seeing a show. There's it's going to make you feel something. Mm. And um, so yeah, I think like balancing what I'm going to be trying to do after these first kind of mad few days yeah. is to um, make a bit more time for some quiet time yeah. reading and doing other things um, whether that will actually happen but I will try yeah. <laughs> I think Aviva's a lot better yeah. um, I am queen of balancing nice good you know, schedules like um, already joined the gym um, I meditate in the mornings and do like little yoga stretches um, I think it's good to have a routine like just self care mm. like little things like today I use my fancy shower stuff smelly mm, from body nice. shop and like the moisturizer but just taking that time to nurture yourself like mm. eating um I haven't set myself that many goals in terms of shows to watch I think if I see one show outside of she growls that for me is a good thing because there's a lot of admin things to do behind mm. the scenes so yeah um the person who although I do have FOMO sometimes mm. I think I value my sanity yeah more, so yeah. yeah, I completely agree. It's it's hard managing your managing your time whilst you're here, and also because yeah. you want to be a part of you want to be a part of the scene, right? Yeah. But also, you've got to find time for yourself, Definitely. and that's really hard to yeah. manage. Like, yeah, I found that very in the last few days. Like, you, know, I found that very difficult because I wanted to be out there and see my friends, but at the same time, you've got to find time to shower. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's difficult. I think also um, what's probably more important if you're doing a solo show mm. is kind of not so much the kind of networking but um, having people that you can go to when things are tough yeah. and even I think us just having each other here yeah. is for me like I really value that and mm. um, and yeah and Aviso getting me to join the gym with her as yeah, well which good. is something that I'd maybe always intended to do in the past but not actually done and um, for me as well I'm I quite like um, sort of having quiet evenings so mm -hmm. kind of um, having a bit of just like an hour or so to just like unwind at the end of the night is good mm. for me yeah. as well. okay sweet so what so what do you guys do to unwind when you're not doing your, when you're not doing this <laughs> show <laughs> Um, I've already mentioned yoga, meditation, yeah, yeah. cooking. Um, I've started watching Ugly Betty. Like, started rewatching Ugly oh, Betty on Amazon on, Prime. It's on, it so, is. Yeah, it's it is so good. Like, it's so so good. Like, especially considering that it's ten years old. Yeah. Like the first episode came out ten years ago. But um, yeah, I've been doing that. Like reading as well, which mm. has been quite cool. Just socializing with people. Mm. Like, we live in a hostel and oh, yeah sure. like just yeah having like little conversations with mm. people like just chilled ones i did the first couple of days in a hostel mm -hmm. and it was great i loved it mm -hmm. until one morning i wanted to go to the toilet yeah but i couldn't because someone else was in there mm. and i was oh. like okay this is time okay time for me to go now this is it time for <laughs> me to go <laughs> yeah i think our one is a good one i yeah. don't tend to have that many issues um and yeah so it's it's i've stayed in the same one last year as well but um i really like um yeah like when i'm unwinding in the evening 
um, I'll try to read a bit, but yeah. I have to like kind of have a bit of like Netflix and chocolate and milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your my, chocolate and milk. That's my yeah. unwinding routine, yeah. On that note, what are your top five Netflix shows right now? Um, well, I, I don't know how many, I can, if I can name five, but uh, maybe we could do a joint five. Yes. For okay. me, I, I've just finished um, the, the last episode of Jane the Virgin. Oh. I um, started watching season three of Dear White People. Um, Is and, that, and does as we it mentioned before, like I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother as yeah. well. Um, see, Dear White People, do, I've yeah. only seen the first season and I loved it. Does it manage to keep it up for the next two seasons? I don't know. I, with Spike Lee, I'm just like... <laughs> Does it? Like, I watched season two of She's Gotta Have It, yeah. the series. Yeah. And that just was like... Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Dear White People season two it was you could tell it was going in that direction, and I kind of don't want to put myself through that mental stress. Mm. So it's funny because they make a ref a joke about that. They're yeah. like, oh, it's like season three of a yeah. Netflix. Definitely. Have you got any more? I would say Netflix hasn't been my friend, <laughs> except for like stand-up comedy. So I'd say Catherine Ryan's Little Room. Oh, that was quite yeah, funny. Yeah, and there's comedians from around the world or comedians With, around um, the world. What's his name? Um, what's his name? The white guy who does the Chappelle, the Chappelle show. Um, uh, oh, maybe that's the new season. I didn't see him. I'm only. I've seen South Africa, Canada. In Scotland, okay. I think. Yeah. England. Yeah, and I know there's more countries <laughs> which I haven't gotten to. Neil Brennan, that's the guy's name. Neil Brennan. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds like a good series. Man. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It have nice. Have you guys watched um? Oh, what's it called? The one with Christina Applegate and um, Linda Cardellini. It's about a. It's about uh, It's it's interesting. Sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent. Oh, what's it called? I'm trying to think. I was like, let me, let me just... Do we have signal down here? Yeah. You know? I've got 3G. Oh, no. Let's see if we can get this up. Let's see if we can get this up. <laughs> see, this is the, this is like the thing, because I've got like, sort of ADD. It's just like, <laughs> I can go... It can go into like any, diff, any different... Tangents. Yes! <laughs> oh, shit. Alright. Okay. It's not working. Anyway. If you can yeah. watch it, it's really good. My mum liked it too. Oh, The Good Place, that's also good. Yeah, that was nice. That, yeah. yeah, that was really nice. That was really, really nice. And they got a fourth season coming out oh. as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry to cut you. That's right. I was going to say, another show is Star Trek Discovery. <gasps> the series that is like... That Amazing. is a beautiful... Mm. Just <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. Like That just calmed my anxiety. There was like thrill, adventure and stuff, but it was a nice show and that it didn't give you anxiety. Yeah. The cliffhangers were nice. It was it's not something I'd ending. normally go for, but yeah. I'm try it. It was good. Like it was very um the main character is called Michael Branaham and even though she has a male name, she's like a like, strong female character and she is black as well, which Hell. you can't really see in space no. like science fiction. Um yeah, like that was very good in the sense that it explores, like first of all with Star Trek, it is about 
not so much utopian but like this is the society we could be living in if we just embrace one another and celebrate one another and acknowledge that we're all here um yeah that was good that's good that's good so say i'm someone that wants to get into sign poetry right mm. what advice would you give me mm. if i'm just starting out like poetry specifically or slam you want to win some slams um <laughs> we'll start with poetry first and then we'll move on to slams. yeah yeah um i i'd say like sort of as much as you're writing to also um read lots and I'm not particularly one for like watching loads of YouTube videos but that can be good as well um, yeah I think reading lots and kind of um, experimenting as well with different mm -hmm. forms and um, yeah just I think when you read others sometimes it can influence your own voice so you do need to find your own voice Yeah. Um, but sometimes there can be kind of an unknown connection and just by reading it will spark off a completely different idea that is unique to you as well yeah, yeah um so coming off of what Kamina said it's good to first write down a goal of what you want to achieve with your writing which is what i do mm -hmm. um i'm the type of person who i see artists like picasso or van gogh and i'm like i would like people who consume any of my artwork to be like that came from Ibiza and to know that that is me so a lot of like early things is writing down what do I want to put out in the world what do I stand for what do I want the audience to feel like how do I feel about the art I'm creating and of course it's good to see what other people are doing um even though I do watch YouTube videos a lot um I listen to a lot of music like writing memes just I think skills no matter how different some of them have similarities that you can apply to like different things so like the blending of color which i learned in textiles where like just blending dyes to um dye cloth i sometimes put that into writing my poetry like how can i blend these themes in like harmony where it's subtle things but yeah i draw a lot of inspiration from things that are not usually associated with poetry um yeah I think it's for me it's good to have that unique voice because I know a lot of the people I look up to did have that unique voice and didn't weren't doing the same things as other people around them so yeah I'd say write what you want to achieve first mm. of all and then yeah start drawing inspirations and like exploring how you feel about certain things mm. sweet that's yeah. cool answers both of you like that's really good <laughs> uh, what about when you try okay so i've reached but i've gone past the poetry bit i want to get into some slams yeah how do i do that um i've always had like a very um relaxed attitude to slams where I'll just go for it mm. and um, a lot of people especially these days as it's the art form is kind of there's more and more people doing it mm. I think um, I want like wanting to be more polished um, I think either way is good but it just does mean that I feel like sometimes younger people come out and they'll um, they'll be like oh this is my first time 
and then they'll just be completely amazing mm -hmm. and um, it's um, for, for me it's just been a very different process where I don't really care if I if I do something that's yeah that's not that great I'll still just go for it but then there are other times where um, yeah when you have like a goal in mind um, there was a particular slam called poetry rivals and I did it one year and didn't um, didn't get it and so I think it was kind of one of those ones where you have to be under 25 to do it mm -hmm. so when it was my last chance I was like this is my year and I really like practice loads and um, yeah just really um, felt really nervous mm -hmm. but a kind of that I think nervous energy propelled me to give it my best and um, and so yeah I managed to win that one but at the same time I don't really consider myself a, a slam poet um, I've entered a few and yeah just like it's very rare that I'll actually mm. win it um, but it is nice a nice sense of achievement when you do mm. um, so it's just yeah kind of I don't think that I wouldn't ever really say to have um, wanting to win slams as a goal mm. I think if you concentrate on your craft and you enter a few slams then if if the quality um, is good enough then you probably will win some but at the same time it's so subjective and a lot of the time in slams you'll just have random members of the audience that get given mm -hmm. the cards so it doesn't yeah it sort of it means something but it doesn't mean something and it isn't to be taken too seriously mm -hmm. at the same time yeah like I agree in that sense like how do you judge poetry like how do you say this poem is better than the other one like of mm. course you can judge um, how someone has delivered their poem or I guess how polished it is but I've experienced some really good poetry that wasn't polished and it was about the emotion that came through so mm. um, I have been aware of slams but I haven't entered any I maybe will in the future mm. but they're not a priority just yeah. because of that as in I am a competitive person mm. and I would want to win but I feel like that would be like how am I going to win yeah and, like, yeah I get it and like yeah. it's it's sort of how I kind of feel about comedy stand up comedy competitions mm. in that yeah I want to I will end up doing more but at the same time I have an issue with this art form being x-factorized if that makes any sense mm, yeah like it's it doesn't because it doesn't matter about whether the audience enjoys it right yeah. it's about if two or three people who maybe don't even do your art form yeah. are judging you on it mm. yeah and i find that a bit of an issue mm. definitely but yeah so the reason one of the reasons we're here today is to talk about how i met your mother <laughs> <laughs> so all right it's weird how a year after Friends finished, mm. we have another sitcom about mm. a group of friends, five friends, who meet in a place, who all happen to hang around in the same place and live in the same building, all together, yeah, all together. Mm. So, we have Barney Stinson, played by Neil Patrick Harris, we have Jason Siegel's character, Alison Hannigan's character, what's it, Ted, Ted, and, um, what's his name and what's her name Robin Robin that's it yeah. Ted and Robin and so yeah what do you, I really like the story of it I really like the whole um, 
how it cuts back from the beginning and it's Bob Saget's voice doing the voiceover say, um, saying um, hey, ki- hey kids and he's talking to his and it's older Ted talking yeah. to his kids right so this is some point in the future and I really enjoy I do enjoy that bit I do enjoy it even though it is it is a friend's knockoff let's True. be honest it is a True. friend's knockoff Definitely. they were, they were yeah. NBC was looking I oh know CBS was looking like, okay so we want some of that friend's money how can we do it <laughs> so who's your favourite character um, I guess I don't know. It's really hard to decide. I think possibly Robin, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Robin is maybe someone like a woman that I would like to be. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. Um, yeah. I think she's a really uh, strong female character. Yeah. And so I think for that reason, I would have to say her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit. Even though I did used to watch How I Met Your Mother to fall asleep because <laughs> like it is one of those shows where it's soothing, it's a happy ending at the end, so my anxiety is just lulled. Yeah. Um, I Robin, I really liked because she was very independent. She was going after her dreams, her goals, mm-hmm. like even moving from Canada to New York, being almost deported, going to Japan, and still mm-hmm. like whatever happened, just driving through. Um, Lily as well like being with someone from like first year of uni mm-hmm. and like having a whole family together and also as well like wrestling with that whole how do I make a living as an artist but also mm-hmm. I'm a teacher and so I admired all the characters but I don't say I have a favorite okay. like they have flaws but I'm like mm-hmm. that would just ick me out like ill no like mm-hmm. I yeah um yeah, for that reason, I don't. But I really admired the mm. friendship group, like yeah. the how they're always there for each other. Yeah, even yeah. Barney, like yeah. On I, I wanted Barney's job, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I wanted that. I did not care. Like. <laughs> I I think it was really sort of brave for Neil Patrick Harris to go completely against type because everyone knew him as, and I think it was a brave casting choice as well for CBS. Because he kind of fell off after Doogie Howser and Doogie Howser ended, essentially, because uh, he was a, yeah he was a child he was a child star, and then um, for them to come for them to bring him back even though he's a name he's not really a big name anymore mm-hmm. I think that was quite brave of them especially yeah. with the character that he's kind of playing yeah like so what do you think the issues are with the Barney character? <laughs> so many yeah I mean like there's I mean I definitely think like in terms of the comparison to friends as well um friends is like I grew up on it so it's completely different for me but they're both like completely like really problematic in like loads of the jokes that they make and um yeah but um yeah yeah his character is definitely not my favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about That's alright. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, of course I have to look at the time that it was written. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it the first time it came out and didn't see an issue with it. And of course back then it was, don't get too drunk, that a guy takes you home with you and has sex yeah. with you. So it was always responsibility lies on the person who's essentially being raped and yeah. it's just things like that when you watch it as you're older you're just like 
this is bad yeah this is very very bad but at the same time if i'm a woman and i didn't know that was rape were the people writing it aware of it as well but doesn't make it right but so of course there is that bonnie essentially raped women yeah but and that was like part of the joke yeah and of course they explored his issues with intimacy like how he didn't like being rejected because his father left he didn't know who his father was and his mom not being a very like fully net like not catering to all his emotional needs Mm. so it's nice that that was explored Mm. whether it applies in real life i don't Mm. know but um it like for me it just wasn't barney it was all the characters it was very yeah i the writers i don't maybe they were after a hit show like this is what sells right now let's yeah. just write these jokes but i don't think it was just barney it was a lot of the things that were portrayed in there like mm. i remember robin going to the gym and being like oh i'm gonna be ugly now just because she didn't have makeup on and she was wearing like a big t-shirt and like shorts and i just thought so what if you want to wear a t-shirt yeah. and shorts it was just yeah I, not just Barney. I think a lot of the characters were problematic for mm. me. Like, and yeah. I think it was just really that time, though, wasn't it? Because yeah. it's just crazy how that was. That show ended what seven, like three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah, and it's just crazy how, in even in that short space of time, things have changed so much. So, yeah. do you think that How I Met Your Mother would be able to? be aired today as it was back then yeah I, com- I completely agree that that's exactly what I was just thinking now that yeah. we've progressed so much that it's like not even really catering to what people want anymore so yeah. Um, that yeah if it came out now I definitely don't think it would be as successful no it's yeah, yeah. times have, have changed I think there'll be a whole Twitter thread on people yeah. hating on it to be fair yeah. like it'll, just analysing one episode alone is yeah. like oh, um, talking about bringing back shows, uh, going off a tangent, um, Amazon Prime have been bringing back like old school shows, which even though they were celebrated at the time, I don't think we really appreciated how mm-hmm. good they were. So, Ugly Betty is one. Um, I still haven't seen Heroes that yet. Are, I, know. I highly recommend it. I know, it. I know. Good. Like, of course, there are a bit like, mm, but it's not as bad as How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And um, Heroes as well has just come out. Mm-hmm. So, I know season one was good and I'm still on that. but it shows where you can tell the writers really thought about what they were trying to put out so yeah yeah i mean shows like that would do well coming back where it is a good message it is respecting essentially everyone and exploring mm. the complexities of human beings yeah like yeah. i'm sorry we don't really have much more time i'd love to have you guys back on at some point over the fringe if you guys yeah, are up for it yeah definitely but, yeah um, before but before all of that so we've got to get out of here I'm at, in fact yeah. I'm going to stay for Philip Simon's show but yeah um, so what where can they find you guys on social media let's do it social media so um, officially at she growls spelled S-H-E G three R's O-W-L-S mm-hmm. and um, my personal Instagram is at Ibiza underscore Lamy mm-hmm. spelled I-B-I-Z-O underscore L-A-M-I Sweet um, Yeah for me uh, my personal one um, on 
Twitter, I'm Carmina Poetry. On Instagram, I'm Carmina Masolova. Um, I, I think I'm pretty easy yeah. to find you. Just kind of Google Carmina Poetry London, and apparently come <laughs> um, What about when? Can, where can they see the show? And what time? Um, so the show is at the Banshee Labyrinth in the Banqueting Hall uh, from 7 till 8pm every nice. night until the 16th. Oh, guys, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Yeah, it's you just, too, again, it's well. been such a really nice change of pace to have <laughs> someone else who, someone who's not a comedian or an actor. It's just been really nice. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. So thank you to my guests um, and thanks for you guys for listening. Um, you can always catch me on Twitter at your boy Gibbo, on Instagram at Gibbogram1. As always, you can catch myself, Duffy Corners and Shannon Johan at Dropkick Murphy's Bar in Edinburgh from 6.45 to 7.45 from every day until the 25th of August. All right, guys, I'll, I'll see you soon.